Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Holy Hartman! Welcome to another episode of the Open Mic Podcast. Excellent! With your host, Brad Allen. Well, isn't that extra special? Recorded live at Bay Area Studios. Join Brett each week as he interviews celebrities, influencers, authors, high-level entrepreneurs, and much more. At the open mic, no topic is off limits. Giddy up. And you never know who may stop by. Now, here's your host, Brett Allen. It's your weekend edition of the Open Mic Podcast. That's right, it's almost Friday, it's Thirsty Thursday, and on the show today we have comedian Jesus Trejo. That's right, comedian Jesus Trejo joins us to talk about so many different things, and uh, he was one of the best guests that we've had. I mean, everybody we have is fantastic, but uh, Jesus was great. We talk about all his projects, his specials everything that he's doing to care for his family and more. And we will be back in a couple of days with another episode. Enjoy. Jesus, welcome into the show. Brett, thank you so much for having me. This is exciting. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure to meet you. Yeah, pleasure to meet you as well. Now, we have seen you on, I don't know, I mean, a million different things. We saw you on Mr. Iglesias on Netflix, which was the best. Yeah, and we had Fabrizio on the show as well a while ago, so it's exciting to have you. But I feel like, yeah, there's just so much to talk about, and we're going to cover all of this. Let's start out with, you have a lot of different things going on right now, but the, the thing that I want to make sure that we cover the most importantly is Care to Laugh, uh, which is a documentary that kind of takes us inside your life and shares with us how to how you kind of balance your career while being the caregiver to your parents. Can you kind of just let our listeners and viewers know what they can expect when they have the opportunity to watch this? Yeah, Care to Laugh is is a documentary that follows, you know, myself and, you know, my parents and I, it basically follows my journey as a, as a caregiver and a, a stand-up comedian. Um, it was something that we, we were a little hesitant at first. My dad was a little hesitant to do the documentary, but, you know, they agreed to it and, you know, they followed us for a year and, you know, they followed us from everything from me doing open mics to doing, like going on the road, taking my parents with me. And how this all started was that ARP had done a study with Google and they wanted to find out what caregivers needed the most. And what that study concluded was that caregivers needed laughter and time. So they decided to do this event at the Hollywood Improv uh, called Care to Laugh was in the, the name of the event. And uh, Jim Brewer was headlining. I was opening. And it was pretty cool. I mean, a lot of caregivers came out, caregivees. And, you know, it was a it was a beautiful night, you know, nice dinner, some laughs. and by the success of that, you know, evening, they wanted to do another one and they wanted to do it on the East Coast. And they reached out to kind of gauge interest to see if I was willing and able to go down to like New York or something and do like a very similar event. And I, and that's kind of where my dad kind of got sick. Right. And I told him I was unable to, and that's when they, you know, made the offer of trying like, like, like to make a documentary. It was the second project ARP studios had made first one they did was dinner with Don Rickles. So this was like a second project that they were going to get into. And, you know, they asked if I wanted to be the subject of this documentary. And that's when we had the conversation, which by the way, the documentary is out. People can go download it, rent it, stream it. Yeah. So I guess the question is, how did you pitch your parents about doing this, about being on television and them following you around for a year? I'm dying to know how that conversation went. Well, you know, I, I explained to them what it was, you know, it's a documentary and, you know, we had, 
watched a couple documentaries like together and I said it's very similar like this that we saw the other day but they're going to be following us around and we're going to be like the subject and you know they thought about it because as as you know it's like caregiving and you know that side of life is it, you know it's, it's it's personal and you know there's some some days that are better than others and they were just worried and you know and and through the process you know ARP Studios made my parents and I feel really comfortable and they were just I mean stellar people I mean it was just you know from Julie Getz to every you know everyone at, at uh, ARP Studios was just amazing and they felt comfortable you know and I told my parents at any moment it's like if you feel uncomfortable let me know and you know, we can have a discussion, you know, how to make it better. But, you know, luckily everything was great. Yeah, yeah. Well, I will definitely check that out. And you're just kind of everywhere as a comic. Like you just also yeah. recently had a, which is good, right? That's what you want. You want people to know <laughs> uh, where you are. And you just, I mean, outside of Mr. Iglesias, you also had a stand-up special that premiered on Showtime midway through this um, pandemic. And, and the title of that special is Stay at Home, Son, uh, which again, which is hilarious. Now, I mean, how do you find time to do everything from taking care of your parents to nurturing this career as a comedian, writing, touring? How do you mitigate it all and find time to make it all work, my friend? Because it's a lot, I think. Yeah, it's it's um, it's just a matter of, 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 you know, I don't know, just having like making out a schedule. You know, it's like I, I like to find a nice balance between the two. And some days are hard. I, you know, I got to admit, you know, this thing comes up and this thing comes up. But, you know, everything kind of has has worked out it's been you know i've been doing comedy now 13 years so in those 13 years you find out what works and what doesn't work for you workflow wise and being able to take care of my parents make sure they're you know i'm taking them to the doctor make sure they're taking their medication you know making sure they drink water kind of thing it's like i'm you know constantly on the phone talking to them but you know i've always kind of just even if it's a little step i've been walking towards you know my goal for 13 years now and to have my first one hour special come out, you know, this year, especially during a pandemic has, has been, has been great. I mean, I, I, I didn't think when this special was going to come out. I mean, nobody really knew what, what, would, what it was going to look like during this pandemic. And, you know, we're still going through it, of course, but I'm, I'm very happy and grateful with the people over at Showtime that the special did come out and, you know, yeah. Stay at Home Son is streaming now. And, and even the name of the special was so funny. People were like, did you name the special Stay at Home Son because of the pandemic? And, and, the truth is that I landed on the name Stay at Home Son back in August of last year. And all the paperwork was done before I taped it, which was November 2nd uh, of last year. And then it, it aired May 29th of this year. So everything happened pretty quickly. I guess the other question is, is what life been like for you since the pandemic? Obviously, touring and that sort of thing has probably come to a stop at least for now what have you been filling and occupying your time with to kind of keep you busy i mean it sounds like you already have a lot are you doing a lot of writing are you working on new material what what does that look like for you jesus yeah at the beginning of the quarantine um i mean shows were canceled completely i don't know when i was going to do stand up again i did have a great opportunity to go out and tour with Bert Kreischer, I opened for him on the first leg of his drive-in movie theater tour. Okay. And and that was amazing. It was it was Hot Summer Nights tour. Uh, and I got to do the opening leg of it for two weeks. And it was great. I mean, it's it's very different. I will say that. It's, you know, performing at a drive-through movie theater to cars is very different than being in an intimate <laughs> yeah. club setting. But you know, you you know, we made it work. Um I, I 
you know, I was a little nervous first few shows. I was definitely trying to get my footing. But after that, it was great. I had a great time. The shows were great. And then after that, I was able to do a few club shows. I, I mean, I was I was scared the whole time I was on the road. You know, I came back home, got tested. Everything came back well. And, you know, I want to make sure that I'm not coming home and making my parents sick. But, you know, comedy right now is is different. Everything is you know, here online. And I've been writing a bunch, even doing a season two of Tacos Con Todo, which first episode came out today. And it's all through, you know, the computer, this uh, Zoom, Skype, you know, this kind of, you know, this kind of deal. So comedy is looking different for now, but, you know, hopefully I'm, I'm still optimistic. I hope we can get back to like the club setting soon. I mean, I'm here in the Bay Area and there's just nothing like going to Cobbs or Punchline and just packing in with, 250 of your closest friends that you've never met <laughs> yeah. and uh, munching on your cheese sticks and your drinks and standing there yeah. and just, you know, excuse me, can you scoot over or can you take your hat off? You know, just those weird moments that you have. Yeah. And, and, and I've, I've participated in some of the zoom shows I've watched them and it's interesting, you know, to see kind of how your comics like yourself and others have just kind of pivoted successfully, I think, and been able to really just make people laugh in a time that has just been super stressful. And I've, I haven't seen the drive-in comedy shows. I I hear a lot of people are doing them. I think Nikki Glazer, one of your colleagues, she's getting ready to do some outside shows here this weekend. Nice. Yeah. With her father, ironically, and you know, everybody else that she travels with. So that's amazing. I think that things that, yeah, we're just going to kind of have to wait and see what happens and kind of decide what's going to be next, right? Because obviously your career, your profession, it all is incumbent upon audience and response. And thank goodness, yeah, your special came out, which is the best. And I mean, I'm sure that took a long time to kind of get to where you're at. Now, you've been in this 13 years. I think statistically for a comedian, that's like about a quarter mark of the way where you're you're starting to kind of find your voice and get the experience and and exposure but for you it seems that you've you've gotten a lot of all of that you've done the tv shows you i saw you again we talked earlier before we started filming about your special that you did with angela johnson which featured about five latinx comics and kind of a tribute to those who have paved the way looking back at your career now is there anything that you would have done differently early on or would you have just mm. kept going on the path that you're on right now because in my opinion you've done an, an amazingly amount of work uh, in a very short amount of time i i, I don't think I would, uh, I would change anything if given another opportunity you, you know to do it all over again kind of thing i don't think i would change anything i think the journey that i've had in stand-up has been a, a very interesting and a and and i mean i mean there's highs and lows like anything else but i i, I wouldn't have it any other way i've i've been able to accomplish many dreams that i've had since i was a since i was a kid you know the one hour special being one of them and you know being able to work with comedians i look up to has has been one that you know, keeps, keeps happening. I, I, I constantly get to keep working with comedians that I look up to and respect and yeah. And, and get to make new friends, you know, there's so many comics out there and I'm always excited when I get to meet a new comic, you know, veteran or new comic, whatever it is, I'm always excited. I'm such a fan of, of comedy and a student of comedy that I don't know. I, I, I think I would, I, I wouldn't change much only because it's, it's allowed me to, you know, take care of my parents and through comedy, I've been able to provide them, you know, everything. 
Yeah, you know, it's like yeah. a roof over our head, food. Yeah, being able to take care of your loved ones and then, you know, ca- have a couple extra bucks to go get so, uh, some ice cream is always a, a win in my book. <laughs> yeah, right. If you can make that trip to In-N-Out, then, hey, you know, you know, you've, <laughs> you know, you've arrived, I think That's is kind right. of a benchmark as a comedian. I love it. So growing up, did you have any comic influences that you looked up to that sort of, I mean, I'm sure there's obvious ones, but. Like who was kind of the benchmark for you to go, I want to do that? That's a great question. Only because, um, so English wasn't my first language. I didn't have full command of English till like around the fifth grade. So I grew up watching a lot of Mexican comedians, like uh, on, on, on screen kind of thing, like uh, actors like Cantinflas, Chespirito, um, India Maria. Uh, these were like the, the initial comedic influences that I had. And, and stand-up comedians, like, it, it, it was a different style, but it was still comedians like Polo Polo, Jorge Falcón, you know, stuff like that. But then, you know, Cantinflas and even, like, uh, like Cantinflas was in that era where he knew Charlie Chaplin, right? So there was a connection there, which I'll, I'll, I'll get back to. And then I get exposed to, like, Buster Keaton, hence the thing, uh, Buster Keaton, uh, Three Stooges, Lauren Hardy. You know, guys like that, which Charlie Chaplin regarded uh, Cantinflas as the funniest comedian alive. So that's kind of like my first exposure to comedy. And then through that, as a kid, I'm watching cartoons and I'm like, oh, stand up comedians get cartoons, meaning Harry Mandel, Bobby's World, you know, Louis Anderson, Life with Louis, um, Eddie Murphy, uh, PJs, you know, it's like and, and, and the list goes on and on. Sure. And to me, I was like, man, stand up comics get cartoons. So. As as I started getting like knowing more about you know your Bill Hicks, Sam Kennison, uh, Stephen Wright, um, Dave Attell, uh, Mitch Hedberg. I, I mean you know George Lopez. You know um, yeah, just there's so many comics. JB Smooth, Richard Pryor, w- one of my top top favorites. So you just start kind of going along this spectrum of comedy and and yeah, man. There to to, to say that I had like a couple influences is like man. There, I, I mean I had so many. And which was exciting because I had Spanish and English to kind of be inspired by and to be, you know, now, you know, even last year I, I went to Mexico and did stand up in Spanish and that felt good to be able to kind of work both sides of it. It was a challenge, but it was fun. Yeah. I bet that would be awesome to be able to go do that with people and these iconic experiences as a performer and really just cover the spectrum as a funny person. Now, what do you find funny? Like, what is funny to you? Like, outside of your performance and you're at home, you're chilling out, like, do you find movies funny? Do you find sitcoms funny? Or are you like a lot of comics? You're like, it's like, you know, I'm a brain surgeon. I don't want to come home and watch other people (laughs) perform brain surgery. I mean, you're obviously a student of it and you're always in the gym, obviously, but like, do you find other just normal things that as entertainment funny? Um, I, I definitely enjoy sitcoms. I mean, sitcoms are just funny. I, I, I mean, I, you know, the slapstick side of things, it's like, sign me up. Anything slapstick. I mean, it, it just nothing funnier. I mean, and um, I know most sound of comics are like, nah, I don't know about slapstick, but to me, it's like, whew, I, I love it. I love it through and through. Um, but yeah, I do like sitcoms. Like I, 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 I definitely watch my share and 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 enjoy that quite uh, quite a bit. That's fantastic. I think you know we're just in such an odd time right now where the consumption of entertainment is just so high, and um, you know we just we need to laugh. And 
You, my friends, have provided us with just an exuberant amount of entertainment from uh, your stand-up special to Mr. Iglesias, all the way down to Tacos Cantado, which I want to talk about that. How did that come about? And it's just such a fun idea. You go around. You've had some great people on your show. I just saw an episode with Andy Milanakis, which is hilarious. (laughs) That guy is funny and he's been around forever like how did you come up with that idea to just do that (laughs) because that's brilliant in my opinion it it actually wasn't my idea i was actually um they i I got uh they reached out the awesome people over at first week feast they reached out they had this concept that they had put together and they had just done the burger show and 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 they were kind of looking for 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 a show to kind of explore the the taco scene that exists here in LA and, and, and kind of showcase, you know, these, these awesome, you know, menus, you know, put together by, by families and their traditions, you know, passed down. And they have this like taco, there's a bunch of taco trucks here in LA. So I met with them and they approached me with the idea and they asked me if I wanted to host. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I love conflicts. <laughs> I love first with feasts. I mean, and, and I get to eat. Like there you go. Yeah, sign me up. <laughs> yeah. I remember no coming brainer. home telling my uh my, my parents that it's like, hey, I got a job eating tacos. And we're like, wait, what? They're gonna pay you to do that? I'm like, yeah, just I get to fool around and just eat food and you know, talk shop with my friends and and, and make new ones. And, and and they're like, okay. <laughs> I mean, what kind of a job? You know, it's funny, like I talked to comedians and I was talking to another comic, Colin Mockery from Whose Line Is It Anyway. And he was telling me, you know, they just have this conversation every day with his buddies. It's like we've created like the most unreal job that we get paid to do that (laughs) exists, but we're having fun. And it sure as heck beats a nine to five job or something else. And a hundred percent. Yeah. Like, you know, the grind of getting up every day and going to the office and, um, you know, it's just. It's fantastic. And and I don't want to miss the headline here. Also, you were also named uh, one of Variety's top 10 comics to watch at the Just for Laughs Festival in Montreal in 2017, which is basically the Comic-Con for comedians. That's where everybody goes to kind of be seen and to be known. And I mean, you have this special with Angela Johnson that just came out recently on HBO Max, I think. And uh, you're on there with some more hilarious people. Well, my friend, I hope things get better soon and we can start getting you out to the clubs, come out to the Bay Area and- uh, Hopefully soon, yeah, we'd love to go out there. Yeah, and just kind of get back to normal. But it sounds like you have a lot keeping you busy and you've got your parents that you're caring for, which I think is awesome. One last question here, my friend, as we wrap up. Looking back at your career and everything that you've done, is there one piece of advice that you would give your younger self like early on as you're just getting into the comedy game that you wish somebody would have told you that you may have already been told? It's kind of an existential question, but I kind of yeah. like to look back on life and say, hey, you know, I wish somebody would have told me this. I think it would be like, uh, it's okay if things don't happen when 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 you want them to. You know, there's okay. a saying that says, you know, things don't Dumb things don't come when you call, but they're always on time. I wish I would have really understood that early on because everything happens when it's supposed to. And you can work extra hard and you can do this and you can do that to make something happen. But if it's not meant to be or if it's not supposed to happen, it won't. It happens 
when it's supposed to. Right. And um, I don't know if, you know, whoever's listening to this or you, like if, if you guys are spiritual, if you guys are religious, like whatever it is, whatever you believe in, I feel like it happens when it wants to. Yeah, I mean, right. like, like, like for me, I can pray all I want, but it's going to happen, you know, on his watch, not mine. Wow. I love that. That is like the best piece of advice that I think we can get from this conversation because, you know, you can chase things and really mm-hmm. hustle, so to speak, and just grind it out. You know, you could do 12 sets at the comedy store versus six, whatever. I don't know. I mean, like you're going to improve and get better, but this idea of, you know, trying to, slide your way into a situation that it could it could go a really bad way for you as an individual or as a performer and not necessarily get you where you want to go right and as long as you're just Absolutely. doing what you're supposed to and just focusing on yourself your spirituality all of that and just really like taking the time to be the best version of you if those things are meant to be like you say they're going to happen obviously for you it's paid off right i mean that's the key in all of this right yeah and and almost being comfortable with the idea look like like it's gonna happen even if it doesn't like that's okay you know and 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 being okay with not happening it's like I, I think sometimes as as creatives we you know we put so much pressure on on certain things and it's like at the end of the day it's like you know even the things that we thought were important six months ago or you know before this covid thing it, it makes you realize what what is important and it's usually not these things it's like more of like the relationships and the and and, and the fun that's that's what can't be taken away it's like what has gotten most people through quarantine? It's like, oh, remember this, remember that, remember the good times. So it's 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 creating those moments, those experiences. I mean, that's what's important. And the rest, I mean, will fall into place if it needs to. If not, I mean, you know, we got time. And if not, that's okay too. Yeah, I love that. Well, hey, so if people want to connect with you on social media and kind of follow you and what you're up to, uh, what is the best way for them to do that? Oh, sure. Uh, JesusTrejo.com is a website. You can find the links to everywhere there. Instagram at JesusTrejo and the number one, J-E-S-U-S-T-R-E-J-O, Twitter at JesusTrejo. And uh, episode, uh, first episode of Tacos Con Todo is out now. And also Care to Laugh, the documentary is out now. You can rent it. You can stream it. Thank you so much for having me. This has been uh, amazing. And then also Stay at Home Sun, now streaming on Showtime. Uh, Comedy Festival, The Art of Comedy on uh, HBO. Go check it out. Yeah. And one day, hopefully, you know, we'll be able to uh, see you back on the stage again. And uh you got to be smart and wise. And I think it's awesome. Uh, everything that you're doing. Jesus, thank you for uh, joining me on the show today. I really appreciate it, my friend. Thank you so much for your time. Talk soon. That brings today's episode to an end. Thanks for choosing to stop by and listen. If you enjoyed the show, consider sharing it with a friend and hitting the subscribe button. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.